Good news, good news, good news. Welcome to this Good News Friday edition of the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. Always good news. This is our first Good News Friday of the fall. Uh, the autumn season has officially begun. Lisa and I were out for a walk earlier this morning and noticing the leaves beginning to change. And that's something we don't always get to see. So it was nice to be able to, to notice that starting to happen already. Of course, in the People's Republic of California, our seasons are warm and warmer. That's about it. So <laughs> maybe, maybe just maybe we'll actually have, uh, uh, you know, all four seasons represented here in the land of our birth. Today is Good News Friday, and it's good news to be able to share with you that we have a resource that we're giving away today. Love to have resources to give away on Good News Friday, and today's is a good one. If you've ever wondered if you are hearing the voice of God, and this is a question that a lot of people have, you know, do I make this career decision? Do I, you know, do we move? Do we stay put? You know, what, what do we do? How do we know God is leading us in certain ways? Um, Pastor and author Greg Pruitt is going to join me uh, to have a conversation about this very issue and how you can actually stay in a state of preparation, of readiness, if you will, to hear the voice of God. And this is a guy who's the president of Pioneer Bible Translators. Uh, he and his family lived in West Africa for about a decade. Uh, civil engineering background, but then a PhD from Fuller Theological Seminary. And he focuses on languages and people groups and talks with a lot of folks who are outside of our world who do, you know, you hear about people in Africa coming to faith in Christ because they had visions and dreams and things like that. There's a lot we can learn from our brothers and sisters in those parts of the world, and Greg's going to share it with us. He's written a book about this called Extraordinary Hearing, Preparing Your Soul to Hear from God, and we do have a couple copies of the book we'll be giving away today, 800-227-5278. Crystal's on vacation, so Joel's handling the phones today. 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. Now, remember, of course, uh, this week, we are in the middle of a just an exciting time here with our friends at Preborn. Um, you, you know that there are two ways that we help out with Preborn. Well, three when you include prayer, of course. But there are two different opportunities for you as a bottom line listener to help our friends at Preborn. And uh, this is part of that extraordinary hearing, whatever God is leading you to do. Um, first is to give a $28 donation, either as a one-time gift or as a monthly recurring gift. At every interval of $28 you give provides an ultrasound appointment for a woman who is facing an unplanned pregnancy. And it doesn't necessarily mean that uh, there was some kind of uh, you know, attack or whatever involved. I mean, 1% or 2% of the women who choose to end pregnancies uh, it do so because of a, you know, an act of violence, it would, uh, something like that. But the vast majority, like 97%, according to the Charlotte Lozier Institute, 97% of women who choose to end their pregnancies and have an abortion do so because they just don't want to be pregnant. I mean, that's the, the cold, hard, honest fact. Two uh, percent because of a, uh, an abusive situation and one percent because of a fetal uh, deformity. But other than that, the vast majority of women are just saying, oh, I'm pregnant. I didn't want to be pregnant. And there you go. But it's amazing how many women, when they do see the ultrasound of their baby, will then say, wait a minute. This isn't just fetal tissue that somehow inhabited my body. This is, I mean, this is... This is a baby, and this is not only a baby, my baby. And so what we specialize in when working with preborn is helping women see the ultrasound of their baby and then make the best decision for them and the child, either to um, uh, release that child for adoption, if parenting is not going to be something that they're going to be able to do at that point for whatever reason, or uh, if it's a, a question of 
you know, saying, hey, I didn't think I was going to be ready to be a parent, but let's be parents. The great news about this is it's $28 for the ultrasound, for the pictures, get them developed, for the pregnancy test, the visit, the consultation. $28 covers it. And of course, preborn does not charge the women. We step up and handle that cost. Now, $28, tax deductible, 833-850-BABY is the number to call, 833-850-2229. Or go to kbrightradio.com and click on the banner. $28 per ultrasound appointment, so $28 conceivably saves uh, one child's life, 140 saves five, 280 saves 10. Earlier this week, a bottom line listener put up a gift anonymously and uh, grateful to have that donation. It cost $15,000 to put an ultrasound machine in a clinic. And we sometimes forget, well, it's great to be able to do these ultrasound appointments, but we need the machines too. So $15,000 can put one ultrasound machine in a clinic. And we had a bottom line show listener earlier this week who reached out on our 12th anniversary, as a matter of fact, and said, um, I would love to see us get two of these machines. I'll put up a matching gift for one, let's raise the rest. And so that gift is in place right now. So if you've ever wanted to do something really major, and you're thinking, well, I don't have $15,000, but I have 500, for example. Well, that $500 tax deductible donation is basically going to spend like it's a thousand. If you could make a $250 donation, that spends like 500. A thousand dollar donation. I know there's a bottom line show listener right now who's listening to us who says, I got the 15,000. Let's get these two together and match them. And we'll put two ultrasound machines here in preborn clinics here in the Southland. So what do you say? We have this match, but we have to raise $15,000 to meet the goal. We've raised a couple hundred toward that end, but I'd love to see us finish the week off with a couple thousand toward that goal. 833-850-BABY is the number to call. 833-850-2229. Or click on the preborn banner when you go to kbrightradio.com or rogermarsh.com. Um, an interesting situation happened, and again, this is Virginia seems to be the place where all the school boards are just kind of going nuts. On on August the 10th, rather, there was a school board meeting at in Suffolk, in Virginia, and a woman called Angela Kilgore uh, was a parent is a parent who uh, basically wanted to approach the board. You know, so many people were, you know, coming up and saying, "Hey, we want to read excerpts of these." books that are offensive or we're concerned about LGBTQ training or whatever. Angela Kilgore just got up and said, basically, I mean, I, I, you get a couple of minutes to have your time. And she said, I'd like to use the bulk of my time here to pray for Suffolk Public Schools. I want to pray for the school board members, pray for the teachers, whatever. The chairman of the board, a guy called Tyron Riddick, said, I apologize, we can't do that. Uh, to which Ms. Kilgore replied, well, why can't we? I like to pray for our students in our schools. That's my topic. Um, Mr. Riddick said, you need to get back on your topic. He said, no, my topic is praying. And he said, well, it's not permitted at this time. And she said, it's not permitted to pray for our schools? And he said, that's correct. So then Mrs. Kilgore invited those in attendance to join her in prayer. And they basically, many people joined in praying the Lord's Prayer. Well... <laughs> What she did, they tried to cut off her mic. They tried to pull her away. Uh, finally, Mr. Riddick said, uh, look, I, I do want to clarify. I don't object to prayer personally. I believe that a man should always pray. I mean, I, I love prayer, but this is not the place according to the law. Then Mr. Riddick, when she continued to pray the Lord's Prayer with the people who were there, he literally uh, listened to one of the board members telling him, have the officers remove her 
And so he instructed school police officers to, quote, unquote, clear the room during the recess. After they returned, I mean, he returned to the microphone and said, uh, we're going to take a five-minute recess. But then he said, uh, but first, though, I, I, I believe in abiding by a book that is very influential and says to be decent and in order, and we have to be mindful that we don't cherry-pick that book. The book, of course, he's talking about is the Bible. But conduct unbecoming will not be tolerated since it's not the place to grandstand. We're here for business. And if we're truly about our father's business, we would be decent and in order. We could respectfully disagree. And if we fall short, we can repent. Now, help me understand something. We'll put the link up at thebottomlineshow.com. You can watch the video there. A woman respectfully approaches the board. She's standing at the podium. There's a microphone. The school board is sitting there, and she said, I would like to spend the last, you know, you get two or three minutes up there. I'd like to spend a portion of my time praying for you guys. And the school board president says, oh, no, we can't do that. And the school board member says, I have the school officers arrest her. And then the head of the school board comes back afterwards and says, look, I'm all for prayer, and I'm all for the book. You know, kind of like he has a relationship with the man upstairs, apparently. But it's interesting how when you ask really good questions, sometimes this is what happens. This poor guy is up here saying, look, I'm a Christian, but you're not allowed to pray. And the reason you're not allowed to pray is because I don't know what the law is. I don't know how the First Amendment was going to be interpreted here. And I don't want to lose my job because we get sued because some woman is proselytizing here. Now, I understand when they say, hey, the teacher shouldn't be in the classroom you know, uh, espousing values that might be controversial to some, which is why it's so interesting that so many in the public school system are totally, quote unquote, fine with the LGBT indoctrination of students in the classroom. But God forbid if there were a teacher in there holding Bible studies, uh, doing baptisms, and then having first communion with kids without the parents knowing, you know, somebody would be in jail. But this poor guy is utterly convinced that the First Amendment doesn't apply to his school board doesn't apply to his school district, that this woman who has freedom of religion, freedom of assembly, freedom of speech, she has every right as a private citizen to come here. If she'd come up and said, I'm a Muslim and I brought my imam with you and we want to bless you, they would have every right to do that too. If a rabbi came in and said, I'm going to pray, you know, the baracha over you, the Lord bless you and keep you, whatever, he would have every right to do that as well. Or she, I guess there are women who are rabbis as well. But basically, this poor, please keep Tehran Riddick in your prayers. He's the school board president in Suffolk, Virginia. And this poor guy who professes to be a Christian doesn't understand the law and basically is saying, hey, we've got a disorderly situation here because a woman invited or asked if she could pray for the school board. And when other people joined in in praying the Lord's Prayer, which quite frankly, remember when, think of many, many major sporting events and political gatherings and things of that nature where people have in fact invoked the Lord's Prayer. I'll never forget when Magic Johnson announced he was HIV positive and Pat Riley led the New York Knicks, I think. Was he still coaching the Lakers then? Anyway, they, they got both teams together. Everybody took a knee and they prayed the Lord's Prayer for Magic Johnson. I mean, people have been praying the Lord's Prayer forever in public places like this. And the fact that this poor gentleman is mistaken, he may profess faith in Christ, and I pray that he is, in fact, a Christian, and that this would be a teachable moment for him. But if he were in fact hearing the voice of God, he wouldn't have run to try to hide behind what he thinks is the law 
and the motive, which is, I don't want to get sued. I don't want to get in trouble. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? What if she said, I'd like to pray for you? And he says, okay, thank you, ma'am. Please go ahead. And he invites people, if you're a person of prayer, bow your head and receive this prayer. And then remind her, you know, there's a time constraint and we do have an order process, but if you want to pray, go ahead and pray. What's the worst that can happen? But apparently he wasn't hearing the voice of God. I think there's a, you know, God is a God of order, not of chaos. So there are times when God wants us to follow a certain pattern and there's other times where God wants us to be a disruptor. But how do you know the difference? Greg Pruitt is going to join me on the other side of this break. We're going to talk about extraordinary hearing and preparing your soul to hear from God. That's coming up next as the bottom line continues. One of the big questions that people have is whether or not God speaks to us. And, you know, quite frankly, he does. We don't have to wonder if he's still speaking to people. And yet at the same time, have to ask the question, well, what if you knew for sure that what he was saying to you, you were actually hearing? Well, joining me today on The Bottom Line Show is a man who has dedicated his life to making sure that people are hearing the, the word of God properly. His name is Dr. Greg Pruitt. He's the author of the book, Extreme Prayer. I've got a brand new book that we're going to get into called Extraordinary Hearing in just a moment. Dr. Greg Pruitt is the president of Pioneer Bible Translators. He served in that capacity for more than 15 years uh, with his uh, undergraduate degree in civil engineering from Texas A&M and then his master's and uh, PhD from Fuller Theological Seminary, as well as linguistic training from the University of North Dakota. And I want to get into that in a little bit, too, because I think that uh, someone with the diverse background that Dr. Greg Pruitt has can teach us about this brand new book called Extraordinary Hearing, Preparing Your Soul to Hear from God. And the link for the book is up at thebottomlineshow.com. Dr. Greg Pruitt, welcome to The Bottom Line Show. What a pleasure to be here with you, Roger. How many people do you hear from who says, man, I just wish if I heard from God, I would go. I would know exactly what's going on, but I kind of get the feeling that that's for some people, but it's not for me. How can we as believers know that God really is speaking? And then once we think he is speaking, how do we know it's really him? You know, it's a, it's a way more common question than I realized. As a matter of fact, I wrote that first book, and the assumption of the first book was that people were going to be able to just hear from God. Mm-hmm. And, you know, of course, when I went out and started kind of doing events, uh, prayer retreats and summits, the universal question from a segment of the, po- the population that I was talking to was, okay, you made a huge assumption here, but we don't know how to do this. Mm. And so that kind of became the, the motivation for writing the second book was to kind of update and try to help people um, with some of the really deep, powerful, spiritual questions that just your average person on the pew faces every day. Mm -hmm. I thought, well, you know what, I I ought to actually try to answer these questions responsibly. So I, I took nine years to write a book about it. Mm. Well, and, and the, the, uh, I, I love the fact that you came up with a, a formula, if you will, for those of us who are, are, you know, who have ears to hear, who want to learn how to walk with God. And we're going to get into that in just a moment. Dr. Greg Pruitt, my guest, Extraordinary Hearing is the book, Preparing Your Soul to Hear from God. I mean, when we talk about extraordinary hearing, there are examples in Scripture that we have to kind of guide us. Um, how many of those are... How often, or maybe a better question is, how common is it for us to say, okay, yeah, but that was Mary, you know, that was Daniel, that was, you know, that was them, I'm just me. Um, how do we know that, you know, the, the, the process here is that God speaks and God's people listen? So how do, we, how do we make sure that it's really him who's doing that? Well, you know, I spend the first two chapters talking about 
examples from, you know, the Bible of God speaking to people. A lot of it's from, you know, Jeremiah. And people say, okay, well, wait a minute, you know, I'm no Old Testament prophet. And so I'm not going to be able to hear. And the interesting thing is that Jesus himself uh, completely contradicted that when he said, you know, that John the Baptist was, you know, that that every—he was greater than everybody who'd ever been born before that. But then he went on to say that the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than him. And he was saying, hey, you know, the Holy Spirit is coming, and things that Old Testament prophets only dreamed of having— your every person in the kingdom of heaven is going to have, and mm. that's that's you know part of my my reasoning to say, hey, you know this God who spoke to Old Testament prophets and he spoke through uh, people all through the Bible. He's he's so his character is so driven by speaking with his creation with his people that that's not changing. That's 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 going to keep going on. And now we have the Holy Spirit, the the very uh, you know the 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 spirit that was hovering over the waters at creation is now fully you know one hundred percent inside of our bodies. So of course we're going to have the opportunity to hear from God uh, if we choose to to put ourselves in the position to hear from God. It's interesting you mentioned that, Dr. Greg Pruitt, because as we talk about this book that you've written, Extraordinary Hearing, Preparing Your Soul to Hear from God, uh, we would be remiss if we did not mention the fact that God spoke things into existence. You know, I mean, that God's been speaking so that his creation would hear um, ever since the beginning of what we can measure as time. And so it's up to God's people to listen. And when you see people who are trying to, you know, maintain what they would call the good life here in this life, and and they're just, they keep coming up short. Even people who profess faith in Christ, but then running into these different obstacles, you can see where maybe they're listening more to the culture than they are to actually listening to God. And one of the things I think about when we read God's Word is, you know, Jesus talking about how we abide in Him, He's the vine, we're the branches, and and yet many people, you know, would, would like to think they're walking with God, but maybe they're walking with an idea of God with them as opposed to actually Him. You talk about, in the book, you talk about something you call proactive devotion, and and not that you want to do this. This looks like a whole dissertation in and of itself, so we don't want to get too far deep in the weeds here, but kind of give us, if you can give me maybe a flyover of what proactive devotion it's a it's an acrostic but what it what it can do for us as believers to say hey when i'm doing this this is how i know i'm really hearing from god as opposed to my own selfish desires yeah i would say that uh we the the short version is that we need to draw near enough to god to hear him whisper and he's not going to tackle us from across the room and and just try to yell in our ear when we're not paying any attention to him so, you know, part of it is, you know, building in the patterns of prayer and scripture reading into your daily life that are going to really put you in a position of truly knowing God and truly uh, engaging Him. And then, you know, also getting involved in the things in obeying Him, you know, reading scripture and obeying it will put us in a position to hear from Him. Because if He's already given us 31,000 verses of scripture and we're not obeying any of those, why is he going to keep mm. talking to us? You know, right. we've got to put ourselves in a position where we're close to him, and we're we're receiving our marching orders from him on a daily basis, and obeying him, and you know, allowing Scripture to correct our hearts at a deep mm-hmm. level. You mm-hmm. know, so we every day giving Scripture that opportunity to to change us just one degree at a time to be more Christ-like and more godly. 
And and as we're doing those things, suddenly uh, we'll discover that that we're doing. You know, we're we're part of what God is interested in. Mm-hmm. You know, he's passionate about certain things, and he's talkative about the things he's passionate about. And so when he, we get guidance from Scripture to look around us and say, you know, what would God have me do in my neighborhood? Mm-hmm. Suddenly we become somebody that he wants to talk to because we're involved in things that he's interested in. And so as long as we're ignoring him and serving our own comforts and becoming more and more sinful and distant from him, it's just really not very uh, frequent that we're going to be encountering his messages. But but when we draw near and when we engage in Scripture and when we change, you know, to become more Christ-like and when we get involved in the kingdom of God coming on the earth worldwide or just in our neighborhood uh, or in our church, then, you know, we'll find God has an agenda that he wants to explain to us. He has marching orders for us. He has a created purpose that we can realize. And so that's that's how we put ourselves kind of in the in the position to be close and ready and and then we when God is willing he'll he'll explain what he wants from us. Mm, boy that's great insight and a and a powerful exhortation too from Dr. Greg Pruitt today here on the bottom line. His brand new book is called Extraordinary Hearing Preparing Your Soul to Hear from God. We have a link for the book up at the bottomlineshow.com. Greg we were as you were just sharing that and describing that I couldn't help but think of a passage of scripture that always used to trouble me when I was younger until I got that right frame of reference. It was about Jesus talking about, you know, when, when the, the alabaster jar is broken and, you know, we, we, why did you do this? You know, we could have used that to, 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 to feed the poor for a year, you know, or whatever. I'm doing a horrible paraphrase. And Jesus said, look, you're always going to have the poor with you. You're not always going to have me with you. And I thought about that. I thought, well, that's terrible. I mean, wh- what if we have a solution for poverty? What if we have a solution for homelessness? You know, what what if we had these solutions? And then you begin to realize, well, wait a minute. It's not that we're to solve all the temporal problems necessarily, but like you said, if we are bringing the love of Christ into the community, then of course God's going to speak to us because He knows we're listening to Him. And it's not so much about that end result of did we empty out the uh, the foster care system, you know, with adoption, whatever it is, but rather, what is God doing in and through us, knowing that this world is not completely perfect, but obviously there will become a time when we're living in perfection with him and, and, and serving him perfectly. And, and that, I guess it takes a bunch of extraordinary hearers to really live that calling out, doesn't it? Yeah, I think that um, what you're Pointing out also can take some pressure off of people because it, when you first start wanting to minister and wanting to serve God, the pressures are are vast because the needs are infinite, mm-hmm. and you can see a need everywhere you look, and you can see poverty everywhere you look, and uh, and suddenly we just kind of we we might feel obligated to do everything, and that might even cause some to just give up and not know what to do. But this this is saying, hey, you're not responsible for everything. You're responsible for drawing close to God and allowing Him to to work in your life, and allowing Him to give you your purpose, and learning to kind of thrive in His presence, and thrive in uh, service to Him. Not doing everything that everyone every human being expects you to do, but rather doing the things that Christ created you for. And that's free. That's powerful. And, you know, of course, if if God gives you marching orders, you'll find that they're possible because he's 
going to give you the power to do them. Whereas if you decide to serve in your own power and you say, you know what, God, for you, I will eliminate poverty, uh, you'll find that to be a frustrating experience. But if instead God says, I have this job for you, there is a poor person that I want you to help, you'll find Mm -hmm. that it's feasible because he'll give you the power to do it. Wow, that is great counsel. Dr. Greg Pruitt, my guest today here on The Bottom Line. The book is called Extraordinary Hearing, Preparing Your Soul to Hear from God. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. More of this conversation in just a moment as The Bottom Line continues. You can protect against market volatility without investing all your money into bonds. Wilson Financial has simply better alternatives. The last 12 months, there has been almost $1.7 trillion invested in investment-grade bonds. This move to safety locks up money for a long time of guaranteed low returns. Why? Market volatility. Well, my comment is why go with low earnings for a long time when you can get great earnings with a solid real estate-backed investment paying you 6% over the next three years. After three years, you can invest in another option, or you can do what most of our investors do and reinvest in another one of our new exclusive 6% accounts. This strategy gives you the best of both options without settling for many years of low returns. Our 3D Money 6% account pays you great interest while you're not subjecting yourself to market volatility. Call 800-696-9970, 800-696-9970, or visit kbrightradio.com slash Wilson Financial and ask about Dennis Wilson's exclusive real estate-backed 6% investment account. Wilson Financial Services, for simply better alternatives. Welcome back to this Good News Friday edition of the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh, just ducking in here very quickly to remind you that we have not one but two copies of the book to give away, the one we're discussing here during this half hour. Author Greg Pruitt is with me. We're talking about extraordinary hearing, preparing your soul to hear from God. Two copies to give away here on this Good News Friday. We'd love to place one of them into your home right now. 800-227-5278, the number to get you through to the bottom line. On the other side of this break, uh, we'll conclude our conversation with Greg Pruitt about how to know if God is really speaking to you. That's coming up next as the bottom line continues. Stephanie Cover of Cover Law fights for your rights inside and outside the courtroom. As an experienced trial attorney, Stephanie knows that litigating inside a courtroom often costs you more in terms of money, stress, and time. That's why, for the client's sake, she will work hard to settle without the need for a costly trial. Stephanie consistently led her firm in settled cases each month. Because Stephanie worked for insurance companies for decades, she knows how to talk to them. Her knowledge of the insurance process means she's highly qualified and even enjoys talking to insurance adjusters and attorneys on your behalf. Stephanie challenges them with tough questions and holds them accountable for your benefit. When you're in an accident, you want an attorney that will protect your rights and get you the settlement you deserve. Call the attorney who knows the insurance company's processes inside and out and will fight for your total compensation. Call Stephanie Cover at Cover Law today at 877-214-4935. That's 877-214-4935. Or just go to kbrightradio.com slash cover today. Dr. Greg Pruitt is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. I'm Roger Marsh, and the book is called Extraordinary Hearing, Preparing Your Soul to Hear from God Nearly a Decade in the Making for uh, something that, uh, as Dr. Pruitt mentioned in the opening segment, uh, didn't necessarily know that this was something that needed to be a companion piece to his book, Extreme Prayer. Uh, Greg Pruitt, the president of Pioneer Bible Translators, uh, he and his family lived in West Africa for more than a decade. Uh, They completed a translation of the entire book Bible into the, I'm going to mispronounce this, but I'll just apologize in advance. Is it Yolunka? Is that the language that you did that uh, translation for? It's amazing. It's, it's 
it's like you're a native speaker. Oh, well, <laughs> I'm thrilled. Well, I was, I was hearing the voice of God right there. No, he was t- um, talking about, well, you know, it's interesting. You, you wonder, there are a lot of people who used to, you know, head off into the mission field. They would say, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. And you meant you kind of alluded to this before the break, Greg. Um, you and your family were led to West Africa. You were led to, you know, in... in in this process of doing a Bible translation here. And many people would say, boy, that's wonderful. And others might say, well, how did you know that that was God speaking to you and your family versus you saying, I've always wanted to do this? Help us kind of uh, dice, uh, parse that out between the difference between when we're hearing directly from God and hearing something that we want to give to God and say, God, will you bless this? Because this is what I really want to do. So uh, often, you know, people... People um, talk about, oh, you know, he's hearing voices or something, and there's maybe a little bit of a stigma associated with with uh, thinking that you're receiving a message from God. In fact, I've had people, you know, vigorously debate against it. But uh, you know, the the thing is that um, the human mind was made by God with some people call it an internal mon- uh, monologue, or some people talk about, you know, they they have thoughts that are just kind of a running monologue happening in their mind. And there's been, the, my book refers to decades-long secular research that's been done that shows a certain percentage of people are, are experiencing their thoughts in their mind as voices all the time. So um, the, the question isn't, the problem or the challenge isn't, are we hearing voices in our mind? Because, you know, we're not, I'm not talking about you know, hearing voices audibly, because you, I wouldn't need to write a book about that. You would just listen to that. You would hear it with your ear. I'm talking about, you know, hearing thoughts that, that are in your head that God has placed there and discerning them. So the deal is, it's, it's not that we um, have a problem with having, a, you know, God's voice. It's a problem that we have too many voices in our mind we have too many thoughts in our mind, and we don't know how to discern if any of them are from God. So, you know, one of the points in this book are are to to discern and grow accustomed to kind of what what Jesus said: "My sheep know my voice." You know how how if if sheep can learn Jesus's voice, uh, so can we. You know that the the idea is um, how do you recognize it in real time? So. You know the the it's going to take some experience. the um, The source of a thought becomes obvious when you uh, actually kind of enact or take action based on that thought, and the results show you whether it's from God or not. So you know, a lot of times when you first get going on this, you know, you might be a little overly imaginative, and you might be trying to force it and creatively kind of make thoughts happen in your mind and say, this is it, aha, this is of the Lord. And then if you follow through on that, you'll find that, you know, you're going to end up in a situation that's just confusing and it's not going to result in eternal fruit. It's not going to result in peace. It's just going to be normal human interactions and confusion. At at, at worst, it could be worse than that. Uh, Sometimes you're going to get a thought in your mind, you know, like, Hey, you know, I really need to mow the lawn, or I need to do this. There's, there's all kinds of human expectations, thoughts, thoughts in our mind that really turn out to just be human expectations. You know, and I can't believe I've got so much dust on my coffee table, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then there's other thoughts in our mind that are accusations, temptations. They provoke addiction. They provoke division. They provoke threats. And those you can know are not of God. Those are demons. 
those are demonic influences where somehow, you know, satanic influence has kind of pushed a thought into your mind, and that's just, you know, from Satan. And then there are other thoughts that when we follow through on those thoughts, we discover eternal fruit, peace, contentment, and rest. And those are the thoughts that are of God. And so when, when you begin to kind of discern, hey, is this human expectations? Is this demons? Is this just some errant thought of my own? Is this God? As you begin to take action based on these ideas, you can discern, hey, no, I need to ignore this. That That is of the devil. And so you can begin to recognize these thoughts as they come from different sources have a different uh, sound in the mind. They, they have a different uh, attitude and perspective, and you can learn to, to differentiate them in real time and realize, hey, this is the voice of the Holy Spirit. You know, He created us, and He made our minds to have inner monologue and inner voices happening all the time. Uh, one of the things He can do is to put a thought in our minds. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we're after. We're looking for those thoughts that God through the, you know, if, if you're more comfortable with it, that uh, gentle nudging of the Holy Spirit, the leading right. of the Holy Spirit. Though sometimes the leading of the Holy Spirit can become so strong, it comes into our mind as a a, a voice. Hmm. It really is, Dr. Greg Pruitt, a, a question of considering the source, isn't it? I mean, as we're having this discussion, you and I are, you know, brothers in Christ, and we're having this discussion under the power of the Holy Spirit. We really do desperately want to hear God's voice, and so that's what our goal is. So that, that was your research for this new book, Extraordinary Hearing. Um, that's what, what you're, you've put together with the proactive uh, acrostic that helps us. And it's just, I guess, the, the the discernment factor really comes in when you, like you mentioned, there are times when God, I think, does motivate us to do things that seem kind of mundane, but we've got this voice kind of coming at us. We just have to have the discernment to say, who, where, what's the source of this? You know, where, where is it coming from? Is this the leading of the Holy Spirit, or is this just my dad when I was a kid still stuck in my head? You know, saying you need to be doing this, and exactly. why are you doing? Yeah, I mean that that, and it takes years of training. It takes years of uh, you know experience to to get this kind of discernment. But we have about a minute and a half left in our time together. Uh, give us some uh, some encouragement and marching orders here. You know, in terms of uh, how we can cultivate this type of extraordinary hearing. I know you've got some principles that you list in your book. Right. I, 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 I would recommend starting with just, uh, well, you know, you could spend some time in Scripture and spend some time thinking about the one who wrote these Scriptures, the one who inspired these Scriptures, and asking the question, you know, what would—and just directly praying to God, what would you say to me through these Scriptures? And spend some time thinking in God's presence— and letting God kind of push ideas into your mind, and then comparing them to Scripture and saying, yeah, these are consistent with Scripture, and then take action in your life and see what that, what that becomes in your everyday life. And once you've you know, had a successful time where you really feel like you ministered in God's presence, do it again and do it every day. And so it's all about spending time praying for the ones you love, spending time reading Scripture and, and receiving from God your marching orders, and then obeying and 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 listening, spending some time quiet in God's presence, and and asking God, what do you want me to do next? What would you like me to 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 read next? What would you like me to become next? And um, that that kind of thing, you'll find that um, He's a very talkative God. 
Well, that he is, very talkative God and a, and a very uh, transformative God at that with the words that he does speak, whether he's just speaking to us individually or that he's actually speaking things into existence. Dr. Greg Pruitt has been my guest. The book is called Extraordinary Hearing, Preparing Your Soul to Hear from God. And we have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Greg, great to get to meet you. Thank you for the work that you've put into this uh, book. And thanks for being with us today here on The Bottom Line Show. My pleasure, Roger. Well, what a delightful conversation today here on The Bottom Line, especially for anybody who's ever asked that question, is God really speaking to me? How do I know what the voice of God really entails? And Dr. Greg Pruitt has given us a a, a blueprint for how to understand how do we develop extraordinary hearing. I mean, you have to have the Holy Spirit in your heart, but then it's something that you can refine. So you know when I'm hearing from that voice of the enemy that's trying to keep you from doing something or to encourage you to do something. Or if you're hearing the voice of God that says, do this, don't do that, and how do you respond to it? The book, Extraordinary Hearing, Preparing Your Soul to Hear from God is up at thebottomlineshow.com, and we have two copies to give away today. 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. Now, on the other side of this break, speaking of extraordinary hearing, One of the questions that has been very popular of late, especially among bottom line listeners, is for someone who's been divorced or maybe someone who's been widowed, when is it time to jump back in the ring, so to speak? I know this has impacted me and my wife, Lisa. It's impacted a lot of our listeners. We've had uh, many uh, counselors and pastors uh, who've joined us here on the program to talk about this, uh, this very important issue. It's raising its head yet again uh, because of an announcement that was made a couple of weekends ago uh, that involved one of the Bible teachers that we feature on our affiliate station, KCBC, um, in the Bay Area in Northern California. And uh, perhaps you may have heard this, <laughs> this program before, and you may know exactly who I'm talking about. If you don't, Tony Evans is the host of the program, The Alternative, or The Urban Alternative, if you will. And... Um, Tony is on uh, the Bottom Line Show affiliate. Actually, he comes on after we do every weekday. Uh, Bottom Line Show is on from 3.30 to 4 in the afternoon. Um, And then you've got uh, the Urban Alternatives on around 5 o'clock in the afternoon as well. Um, Tony Evans is a great man of God who was widowed about four years ago. His wife, Lois, uh, suffered a rare form of cancer, and she went home to be with the Lord shortly before the end of 2019. A couple weekends ago in the pulpit, it was Tony Evans' 74th birthday. It was a very, very moving time. But they also, during that time, introduced the fact that Dr. Evans has met a special woman in his life, and they are now engaged. So, of course, heads are, you know, exploding, going, wait, what? what? Tony and Lois Evans were married for 50 years, and they were, they were rock solid, and, and, and how could they possibly, and how, how could this possibly happen? I want to walk through what I've learned about Tony Evans' engagement. On the other side of this break, we'll, we'll get into this a little more in depth. And why I believe that this is kind of a God-ordained moment and kind of address from the perspective of as an adult, someone who's been in ministry, I mean, adult who was married for a lengthy period of time, and then seeing the reaction of his kids, uh, not knowing what the reaction, he has four children from his marriage with Lois. Uh, his fiance now uh, has two children from... Uh, the relationship she had with her uh, first husband who passed away. And, um, you know, a widow and a widower, 
getting together. It, it's it's very interesting, but I, I want to kind of connect some of the dots for those who might be saying, gosh, this seems awfully soon. And what happens when a guy with a major mega profile like Tony Evans takes a bride, takes a wife? Um, I want to walk through that because I think this is good news as to how God threads the needle in our life and kind of follows up on the conversation with Greg Pruitt about how do you know you're hearing from God, especially in a situation like this. We're going to get into it coming up next as The Bottom Line continues. Welcome back to this Good News Friday edition of The Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. My thanks again to Dr. Greg Pruitt. Uh, The great conversation about extraordinary hearing, preparing your soul to hear from God. That's the book we're giving away today. We have two copies of it, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, the number to get you through to the bottom line. Um, Talking about what Dr. Tony Evans uh, announced a couple weekends ago. It was Sunday, the 10th of September, which just happened to be his 74th birthday. And Dr. Evans um, announced a a number of things. First of all, there was something very special that happened early on. Um, Full confession, during the pandemic, um, Lisa and I were in between churches. Uh, We had finished my time of service at Lutheran Church of the Cross. We had moved out of the area. And we were visiting churches and just kind of, you know, hanging out and doing that sort of thing. Kind of first time in my life that I didn't have a church assignment, either because my dad was a music minister or, you know, it was something we had to choose. And Lutheran Church of the Cross was the first church that I had chosen back when I had a choice uh, 30 years ago. So it was kind of an interesting uh, time of uh, kind of an exile of sorts. Well, Lisa and I discovered that Tony Evans and Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship out of Dallas Um, had the kind of teaching we were looking for, the worship we were looking for. And on those Sundays when we just either didn't feel like it, couldn't get out, you know, it wasn't a church to visit, we began, we probably spent more time fellowshipping with our friends at Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship in Dallas um, over the past couple of years, more time there than just about anywhere else. So Tony's become, and I've had him several times on the Bottom Line show. Um, Those who listen to our affiliate in the Bay Area, KCBC, listen to Dr. Evans every afternoon on The Alternative. And uh, I'm very familiar with this teaching. Solid exegesis, uh, very biblically based, um, you know, has the passion of that kind of Southern Baptist type of pastor teacher, but the homiletics are there, you know, in terms of the hermeneutics are there. It, it's, it's very, it's, a, it's a, an interesting mix. Uh, many people know that Dr. Tony Evans and his wife Lois Evans got married right during their time at Carver Bible College in Georgia. They, um, he then moved to Dallas and went to Dallas Theological Seminary. He was the first African-American to graduate with a doctorate from DTS. Um, and Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship, uh, many people may or may not know this, but Oak Cliff was quite frankly founded because after Tony graduated from seminary and was an ordained minister, he had a very difficult time finding a church that would hire him, that would extend a call to him. This is the mid-1970s. I think he was class of 76 at uh, DTS for the master's degree. And, you know, it's interesting because um, it, it's very interesting to, to I mean, I've, I've met Dr. Evans and the late Mrs. Evans a couple times at NRB conventions. You know, they both had books to talk about. And, and I remember Lois Evans telling me how difficult it was for Tony and for them to be basically the only African-American couple on campus in 1976 at Dallas Seminary and for him to, you know, start answering calls to, you know, applying for churches, and they wouldn't even respond. So they basically started their own church. Now, 
some of the largest churches in America have started in somebody's living room. Rick Warren started Saddleback Church with 10 people in his apartment, and uh, Tony and Lois Evans started Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship the same way. The church is going on, what, 40 years plus, um, actually closer to 50, and the membership is in the tens of thousands. They own property, they own a school, uh, that they operate. They have a golf course. They have their own credit union. I mean, Oak Cliff is just an amazing, amazing organization. In 2019, Lois Evans was diagnosed with a very rare and aggressive form of cancer. And by the end of 2019, she passed away. Uh, she, she had a uh, uh, cancer of the bile duct. And uh, she is the third person that I've heard of in the past three years that basically died of a, a tumor that was blocking the bile duct in the liver so the bile couldn't actually flow out. It's very difficult to treat without destroying the liver and um, it just, it, it really messed her up. The radiation and chemo weren't working. My good friend Gary Robinson had the same situation. Gary was 66, Lois Evans was 70 when she passed away on December 30th, 2019. So Dr. Evans has been steadfast in his singleness uh, no one's trying to fix him up with anybody. So on September 10th, uh, his 74th birthday, they had a big celebration for him. There were about 80 guys who had been ordained in ministry through Oak Cliff who came back. I mean, these were major pastors. Dr. Eric Mason's one of them. He's going to be on the bottom line with us in another week or so. Uh, but just to see this steady stream, Tony was in tears, to see his spiritual legacy. When you remember that God called you to this place to do your training you get your training and then no one will hire you so you have to start your own church and the next thing you know here are all these men coming out who have planted these phenomenal churches well one of the guys who was not a part of that procession who would have been was a guy by the name of dr robert crummy the reverend dr crummy uh was pastor at uh, montgomery baptist church in uh, georgia and uh he had a very interesting uh, ministry career. Uh, he and I are about the same age. And in 2020, rather tragically, in January 2020, he passed away very dramatically. His widow, Dr. Carla Crummy, uh, had been a member of, she's a counselor and uh, had been uh, one of the kingdom ambassadors for the Urban Alternative. She had done pastoral counseling ministry at Oak Cliff in Dallas. And um, because her husband had graduated from Dallas Seminary, they were, you know, friends of the and been mentored by Tony and Lois Evans so maybe it wasn't that big of a surprise when Dr. Tony Evans announced Dr. Carla Crumby is here and she's my fiance and people went what <laughs> and they're looking at the crowd people are cheering and look up at the stage and all four of Tony's adult children are there and they look kind of sad and solemn and started thinking well how would he know that she is the woman and this is the time for him to get married again I want to offer a little extraordinary hearing lesson if we can apply what we just learned from Dr. Greg Pruitt into the situation of Dr. Tony Evans. Let's see if we can do that coming up next as the bottom line continues. Well, we have some good news from our friends at Preborn, and that is that we have a match in place that you've got to take advantage of right now. I call it the 15 by the 15th campaign. 
uh, an anonymous listener uh, who listens to the Bottom Line Show here in Southern California has put up a match for preborn. Uh, he, this listener has donated fifteen thousand dollars, which is the cost of one uh, ultrasound machine in a preborn clinic, and said, "Hey, I'll put this up as a match. Let's get other Bottom Line listeners involved to make donations, large or small. And once we get to another fifteen thousand, then we can give the whole amount to preborn and get two uh, ultrasound machines in preborn clinics here in Southern California. So what do you say? We're a couple hundred dollars in on this match. I know there's a bottom line listener right now who can make a $500 or a thousand dollar donation, maybe even a $2,500, knowing that it's a tax deductible and B going to be matched dollar for dollar to get another ultrasound machine in that will save babies' lives. Call 833-850-BABY, 833-850-2229, or you can make a donation online. It's really easy. When you go to kbrightradio.com or you can go to my website rogermarsh.com and click on the pre-born banner there let's save lives through pre-born fifteen thousand dollars by the 15th of october we can do this welcome back to this good news friday edition of the bottom line show i'm roger marsh dr greg pruitt's book is still up for grabs and you call 800-227-5278 the book is extraordinary hearing preparing your soul to hear from god and we have two copies we're giving away this half hour 800-227-5278 that's the number to get you through to the bottom line Uh, Putting this extraordinary hearing into practice, Dr. Tony Evans and Dr. Carla Crummy heard the voice of God as they began a relationship after their spouses passed away and uh, four years after the the untimely passing of Lois Evans and then a month later, Dr. Robert Crummy, uh, Dr. Tony Evans and Dr. Carla Crummy are now engaged. And people are wondering, well, how do you know? I mean, how do you know that this is the right one? Dr. Carla Crummy's husband, Dr. Robert Crummy, the Reverend Dr. Crummy, we're friends of the Evanses, and ironically, Lois died the tragic death of uh, bile duct cancer in December of 2019. Tony Evans' dad had died a month before. Carla Crummy's mom had passed away uh, prior to uh, Lois Evans' passing, and literally, Carla Crummy and her husband Robert were driving to Lois Evans' memorial service when he suffered a fatal heart attack. Craziest thing you'd ever want to hear but that's her story. So Tony was widowed in December of 2019. Uh, Carla was widowed in January of 2020. And they basically began, I mean, a, a bond, not too long after, but long enough after. There's got to be, I mean, Tony Evans was buried for 50 years. There, there's got to be a grieving period. There has to be. And, you know, people are pointing out, look, it's four years after Lois passed, and this seems like the right time. I'm not going to speculate as to how old Carla is, I think there's an age difference. It's a pretty good gap. Tony just turned 74 a couple weeks ago. Carla's husband was 58 when he died uh, three years ago. So I would imagine that she might be 10 to 15 years younger than he. But I'll be honest with you. I mean, just looking on appearances, we were watching the the service as they played the tape. And um, Lisa turned to me and she looked and she said, Tony looks happy and he looks proud. And they look, I mean, they look good together. But how do you know you're hearing from the voice of God? How do you know? Well, Carla Crummy's husband was the president of Carver College and a senior pastor in ministry. She understands what it takes to be the first lady of a church, to understand what it means to have a husband who is high profile. What is uh, the, uh, the writer of Proverbs in, was it Lemuel in Proverbs 31? You know, uh, Her husband is esteemed at the city gate. This woman understands that. She also understands the ministry and the legacy. And as Tony mentioned, oftentimes she 
pays great homage and honor and tribute to the legacy of Lois Evans. She's not trying to replace anybody. But for such a time as this, two people who speak the same language, they speak the same language of grief, they speak the same language of ministry, they speak the same language of joy and hope and wanting to continue to live. Will it be tough for their adult children? I think so. I could see it written on the faces of uh, uh, Crystal Hurst and Priscilla Shire and Jonathan Evans and Anthony Evans Jr., the Tony and Lois's kids. They are missing their mom and they're grieving and it's tough to watch a parent go on. But I was watching uh, the YouTube clip again and reading some of the comments and one woman wrote, she said, I think the best gift those kids can give their dad is the ability to live his own life. And she talked about the fact that after her mom passed away, she and her siblings worked so hard to keep their dad from moving forward that he never had a chance to move on and he wound up dying a widower. And she said, I regret that. I hope these kids will give their dad a chance. And trust me, I know what it's like too. Uh, my first wife uh, and I had divorced. Um, her drinking had gotten to take a toll on both of us and she decided she couldn't be in the marriage anymore. And then a few years after that, she passed away. And when Lisa and I got married, there was some concern on their part. I could see where that was there. Um, and, and, and I understand it. But I also understand too that God has given me a whole new lease on life with my new heart and with my new bride. And I'm living for him first and foremost. And I pray that Tony and Carla will experience that too. The doctors Evans, as it were. How do we know when we're hearing the voice of God? The only answer I can give you is you'll know. You'll know when you're walking in the spirit, when your eyes are on him, when the fit is right in his economy, even if it ruffles a few feathers for others. And God's richest blessings to Dr. Tony Evans and his fiance, Dr. Carla Crummy. And of course, we'll keep you up to date on when the wedding's going to be as well. For our KCBC audience, enjoy the rest of your day. Don't forget Tony Evans' program coming up later on in the day. And the Bottom Line Show Extra comes your way at 7 o'clock tonight. For those who remain on the network, what's up with Coach Joe Kennedy? Didn't he win at the Supreme Court? Why did he resign his job? We'll take a look at that and why I think it's good news. Coming up next as the Bottom Line continues. Good news, good news, good news. Welcome to this Good News Friday edition of the Bottom Line, or I should say, welcome back to this Good News Friday edition of the Bottom Line. Roger Marsh, your tour guide here uh, to take you through the world of all the fun things that we in the Bottom Line show uh, get to look at. And I'll be honest with you, I mean, I, I look at what's happening in the world of Christian media all across the country. I look at uh, uh, what we talk about on uh, the Crawford Broadcasting, you know, National Crawford Roundtable podcast. I think about the, uh, you know, what you can find at My Hope Now. You can kind of uh, catch up on some of the uh, things that we cover on all of our different shows, whether it's Bob Duco show, Neil Boron Live, Bottom Line, or uh, John Rush and Rush to Reason. And uh, it's, it's nice. I mean, uh, we have different, uh, uh, you know, th we have different uh, strengths and different uh, guests that we have on. And sometimes we have on uh, people who are, um, you know, the, uh, the, they're, they're good, godly people that we have on our program. Sometimes I get them first. Sometimes Bob gets them first, you know, and it's, uh, um, it, it's or sometimes Neil does. It's, it's, it's very interesting. But you know, it's, it's, it's interesting also to me to see the number of uh, different stories that we cover here that we don't see covered anywhere else. And that's one of the things I'm probably most proud of with the Bottom Line Show and with uh, Rush to Reason and all the other shows we have here on Crawford Broadcasting is we try to dig in a little deeper, in our case, get to the bottom line on what the other uh, 
issues are that people are are constantly dealing with and then ask the question you know how does this help and one of the things that i love hearing from bottom line show listeners this week we marked the 12th anniversary of the bottom line show here on our flagship affiliate kbrt uh it's 11 years for kcbc because they joined uh well maybe 11 and a half years kldc i think we're at six years now and kltt um is in our we're in our second year i, I think so, going with that um, but when you look at the different types of stories that we've covered, one thing that we've seen consistently across the board from bottom line show listeners who tune in is certain things that they love. Like, for example, everyone <laughs> loves Good News Friday. I don't think we've ever had, I take that back, one time, and we've been doing Good News Friday for probably a decade. One time, there was someone who wrote to us and said, you know, I, I like the fact that Roger does good news stories, but sometimes the good news stories sound kind of sad. And... <laughs> I don't like it when you talk about bad news. The name of the game with the good news is, is the good news of the gospel being preached? Is it being proclaimed? And sometimes it happens in a, oh, look at that. Isn't that wonderful? And other times it's, hey, this is kind of a pain, but there's a silver lining here in this cloud. Okay, fair enough. So this next Good News Friday story is one that falls into that latter category. And it's one that was has been a feel-good story for many, many years. It eventually got a hearing at the Supreme Court. And um, ultimately, it wound up kind of going in a way that seemed to confuse a lot of people. So I want to provide a little bit of analysis, balance, and clarity um, to the case of Coach Joe Kennedy. Because you may have heard that Coach, obviously, was, he was fired years ago for uh, famously taking a knee at midfield after high school football games in Bremerton, Washington. And then his case got, uh, he lost to the lower courts. They made appeals, went to the higher court. And eventually he wound up winning at the U.S. Supreme Court. But you may have found the stories that have been circulating of late where Coach Joe Kennedy announced his resignation from Bremerton High School. And you think, wait, he just got back. I mean, this guy tried for eight years to get his job back. And eventually he did. What on earth happened to Coach Joe Kennedy? Well, here's where we're going to do a little Good News Friday analysis, balance, and clarity. Because quite frankly, when you hear what he's been through and what happened since winning at the Supreme Court, if you've been following the case of Jack Phillips, you won't be surprised. Jack Phillips, of course, the owner, proprietor, operator of Masterpiece Cake Shop uh, right here in Colorado for our KLDC and KLTT listeners. And Jack was confronted by a couple of uh, gentlemen who said they were getting quote unquote married. I think they were going to do the wedding ceremony in Massachusetts, which in 2012 uh, allowed for same sex quote unquote marriage. Then they were coming back home to Colorado. They wanted to do a wedding reception. They wanted Jack to make a cake for them. And if you don't understand the nuances of the law, this is a classic case of how nuanced the law is. Jack explained to these guys that he'd be more than happy to sell them a cake, that he sells cakes, cookies, cupcakes. He wasn't reserving, he wasn't refusing to serve them, though he did the re reserve the right to refuse service to anybody. He would never refuse anybody service based on their sexual orientation. But what he did say was, look, I'm a Christian and I'm an artist. And the difference between a big old white sheet cake with white icing on it and a little bit of decoration 
and a cake that is decorated specifically for a wedding ceremony. That, it's in the decoration, it's in the artistry. And he has an excellent point. If you buy a three-tiered cake that has three round layers, each one progressively smaller, and you put little white tiers in between the two of them, and you write, happy birthday, mom and dad, on it, that's a birthday cake. If you write, happy anniversary, congratulations on 20 years of service here at the company, that's an anniversary cake. You see where I'm going with this? Jack Phillips had 40% of his business in decorating cakes for weddings. And in his estimation, a wedding is defined as a man and a woman joined in holy matrimony. So Jack Phillips refused. Uh, The uh, Colorado Human Rights Commission found him to be in uh, violation of their laws and he was going to have to undergo, uh, you know, brainwashing, excuse me, re-education and a variety of other issues. He had to stop doing wedding cakes and to this day still does not have that. That was 40% of his business. That's gone. The phone calls, the death threats, whatever. It was when they wisely, his team at Alliance Defending Freedom, very wisely took the case to the Supreme Court and they said, look, this Colorado Human Rights Commission is discriminating against Jack on religious grounds and we think that any ruling against Jack should be overturned and these guys should be found guilty. And by a seven to two vote and seven to two, the only two who were against it, Ruth Bader Ginsburg was against it. And I believe it was uh, Sonia Sotomayor. Even two liberal justices says, you got to hand it to him. Come on. They discriminate. They, they openly mocked Jack Phillips's faith when they were giving the hearings for him. So Jack Phillips wins seven to two in the Supreme Court. And what happened that day? The day the verdict was handed down, a woman, I believe she was a woman at the time, who was getting ready to celebrate a transition of her gender, either from pink to blue or blue to whatever it was, walked into Masterpiece Cake Shop and asked Jack Phillips to make her a transition coming out cake. And Jack explained... I don't do that, da 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 I believe people are born male and female, you can't change gender. And they slapped another suit against him. And another one. One suit has finally been thrown out, but Jack, even though Jack won at the Supreme Court seven to two, his legal challenges have since continued. Jack was a winner, what, in 2018? I met up with Jack in the fall of 2017 in Colorado, nice guy. And we had a wonderful time of fellowship and, uh, you know, prayed and we were glad to see him win. The next time I saw him was three years later. He was with Kristen Wagner, who's the president of Alliance Defending Freedom, and they were still fighting the legal battle. Jack today, here in 2023, still fighting the legal battle. So why do I bring up Jack Phillips when we're trying to talk about Coach Joe Kennedy? If you heard the announcement that Joe Kennedy was reinstated to his position as assistant varsity football coach at Bremerton High School and held that position after being reinstated for exactly one game and then announced his resignation after that first game. You might say, well, what was that all about? I mean, we prayed for this guy. Many people donated to Alliance Defending Freedom to support his cause. 
Uh, First Liberty Institute actually held, handled a lot of those things, so they got a lot of uh, contributions as well. Why is it that, po- that Coach Joe, after one game, retired? I'll explain. Coming up next as the bottom line continues. You can protect against market volatility without investing all your money into bonds. Wilson Financial has simply better alternatives. The last 12 months, there has been almost $1.7 trillion invested in investment-grade bonds. This move to safety locks up money for a long time of guaranteed low returns. Why? Market volatility. Well, my comment is why go with low earnings for a long time when you can get great earnings with a solid real estate-backed investment paying you 6% over the next three years. After three years, you can invest in another option, or you can do what most of our investors do and reinvest in another one of our new exclusive 6% accounts. This strategy gives you the best of both options without settling for many years of low returns. Our 3D Money 6% account pays you great interest while you're not subjecting yourself to market volatility. Call 800-696-9970, 800-696-9970, or visit kbrightradio.com slash Wilson Financial and ask about Dennis Wilson's exclusive real estate-backed 6% investment account. Wilson Financial Services, for simply better alternatives. Welcome back to this Good News Friday edition of the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. I was talking about Joe Kennedy, Coach Joe of Bremerton High School. We kind of wandered off into a little uh, side field trip there about uh, Jack Phillips, but it's to underscore the fact that Joe Kennedy's case originally came up in 2015. This is a guy who was the head junior varsity football coach at Bremerton High School and was an assistant coach for the varsity team at the same school. He, a very strong Christian, uh, military veteran, um, he loves God, loves his country, and basically you know, was, found himself in a situation where he wanted to give glory to God. This is not unlike what Coco Goff did a couple of weeks ago at the U.S. Open. Remember, Coco, the ESPN analyst, said, oh, there she is uh, down on both knees, you know, just burying her face in her hand. She's just soaking in the moment. And uh, it was Hall of Fame football coach and strong Christian Tony Dungy who said, I hate to br- burst your bubble here, but she's praying. You know, and afterwards she talked about the fact that her prayer, I thought for a 19-year-old to share what she said about prayer, when Coco Goff said, look, they asked, you know, what about prayer? And she said, I always pray that we'll play hard, we'll play fair, that no one gets hurt. I'm not praying for outcomes. I don't think, you know, when she had enough spiritual maturity to say, look, I mean, Christians play sports all the time. Sometimes they win, sometimes they lose. God is God through all of that. The name of the game is, um, do I glorify God? I mean, trust me. And I can I share a, just a quick story with you here? It was 11 years ago at the Christian Retail Show in Orlando, right? Uh, we just started, it was the first year of the Bottom Line Show. And I had gone to New York to be with my kids. My daughters were there to, the Angels were playing, the Yankees at, uh, in the Bronx. And so, hey, we, we, we went and had a New York day, saw the Angels, did a little sightseeing, and then I hopped on a plane down to Orlando for the convention. And I got to meet some really, I mean, Oz Guinness was there, Michael Card. I remember Sean Johnson, the... Uh, gymnast she really is that short there's a picture of me on the internet somewhere i'm six three and she's what three foot two or something she's really tiny we look so silly in the picture together but jim and jill kelly remember jim kelly the quarterback of the buffalo bills they were there with their daughters jim and jill had written a book and then the daughters aaron and i can't remember her sister's name uh had written a book or two as well and so i got to spend an hour with the kellys and when I talked to Jim Kelly, I mean, that guy was on fire for the Lord. 
And he put a whole new spin for me on winning and losing when he talked about the fact that he loved that team he was with, that Buffalo Bills team, that went to four consecutive Super Bowls and lost every one of them, including, was it Steve Christie, the guy who hooked the field goal at the end of the game against the Giants? Um, remarkable. And he said, I would go to war with those guys again in a heartbeat. That was the best team I ever worked with. You know, it wasn't God's plan for us to win those Super Bowls. He had a tremendous passion for the Lord. And this guy was a quote-unquote loser, four-time loser. Really changed the way I think about who wins and who loses and what God is trying to accomplish. So bring us back to Joe Kennedy. He had the, the proclivity to go out to midfield at the end of every football game and take a knee and basically pray the same prayer Coco Golf prays which is, God, thank you for a great game. Thank you for a fair contest. Grateful that nobody got hurt. Uh, I pray that, you know, you were glorified by all those of us who profess faith in Christ. It's a silent prayer, head bowed, not moving his lips. And a number of kids started doing it afterwards with them. Well, of course, the crabby atheist, angry humanist crowd got a hold of the story and said, hey, they, they uh, threatened the school district with a lawsuit. You've got this guy out there proselytizing. You know, everyone's going to... Now, let, let's review Okay, because this is this happened around the same time. Joe Kennedy takes a knee at the end of a high school football game with a couple hundred people in the stands and the crabby atheists go nuts. We got to shut this guy down. Colin Kaepernick starts taking a knee during the national anthem without saying a word, without even raising a fist. I think he just literally took the knee. Uh, as he explained afterwards, he said, I took that knee because that's the position of honor that a soldier would have mourning a fallen hero in the field before they would take the body off. Man, if he'd explained that initially, I think a lot of people would have had a different opinion of what he was talking about. But no, you know, the media makes up their own story and pretty soon it became Colin Kaepernick hates America and, you know, whatever. But Colin Kaepernick was a hero for taking a knee and Joe Kennedy was going to jail? What the, uh, come on. I mean, each of them had the right to take that respective knee. So eventually the district fires him because he won't stop and then seven years later the case goes to the supreme court the supreme court says he has the right to take a knee he has every legal right to express his faith that way you know in all honesty he wasn't necessarily expressing any particular faith i mean most people recognize when you bow your head like that if you take a knee in that position you are typically praying to the god of the universe what if he were a uh, an imam somewhere you know what what are you what if he were an Hasidic jew you know i mean take your pick what if he were a sikh maybe he was a you know a, a, one of the environmental worshipers who was grateful they were playing the game on real grass i don't know you know or maybe grateful they were playing on artificial turf because you wouldn't want to mess up the real grass i don't know but nonetheless joe kennedy wound up getting suspended and ultimately terminated Seven years later of litigation, the Supreme Court ruled in his favor. So I the ruling came down in 2022. So he got reinstated in the spring of 2023. There was press conference, you know, I'm signing a new contract. I'm going to go back here um, and, and this is what I'm going to do. So you can imagine, and I, I mentioned he was in the military, 18-year Marine veteran, uh, Semper Fi and all that stuff. He had been an assistant coach at Bremerton High School since 2008. When the Supreme Court ruled in his favor in June of 2022, it was a six to three decision. That means even John Roberts could figure this one out. Um, it's so interesting because 
what followed next was him getting reinstated by the district, getting all the paperwork squared away, being able to get his old job back, and he was going to be on the sideline of opening weekend, and it was just a big deal. And so, of course, the papers were everywhere. The media was everywhere with the story of Joe Kennedy. And here he is, his first game back. And what does Coach Joe do? You know it. Since the game's over, he trots out to midfield. He takes a knee. I don't think as many kids were around him this time because they knew there was all sorts of controversy. So he's reinstated. He won at the Supreme Court. And then, last Wednesday, Joe Kennedy announced his resignation. What? What do you mean resignation? He just got here. He just got back. I mean... He's been the source of controversy. He's been a lightning rod for criticism. He, you know, everybody knows Coach Joe. I mean, he, he's become iconic. Why would he resign? Well, on the surface, there was one ins- instance that has come about recently that the opposite side of the legal aisle tried to use against him, and that is um, though Coach Joe has lived in Washington State for many, many years, a member of his family has been gravely ill and living in Florida. I don't know if it was one of his parents. Joe doesn't look like a young guy, but um, he actually, since he wasn't working, he was doing other things um, to try to make ends meet because he didn't have his teaching job. Um, you know, it was public speaking and things like that. Uh, he relocated to Florida because he was caring for the relative. Well, that's something that the crabby atheist and angry humanist pounced on. Well, he doesn't even live in Washington anymore. He didn't want his job back. He says, this is all a spectacle and he doesn't care about the kids and blah, 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 and whatever. Well, the reality is it is true. He does have a sick family member in Florida. He has been spending time there to care for said family member. And, you know, I mean, this is, it's his life, right? <laughs> he knows he has to do what's right by his, his family. And of course, it's between him and God ultimately. But there's another reason why he said that he is getting out of this game in terms of taking a knee after coaching high school football games and moving into more of an advocacy role. And there's a good part to this story and there's a not so good part to this story. Both of them, Joe has nothing but integrity in, but... We'll take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll break down what those two sides of that coin look like. It's coming up next as the bottom line continues. Preborn is saving lives by doing what the left doesn't want you to know about. Progressives don't want you to know that a baby, once conceived in the womb, is a human being. And the proof that we have is four-dimensional ultrasound technology that you can get for free at Preborn. The reason Preborn can offer these ultrasound appointments is because people like you make donations and uh, they're tax deductible, and they provide not only the necessary appointments for the expected moms, but also making large donations that will provide ultrasound machines for each of these organizations as well. 833-850-BABY is the number to call. It's really easy to remember. 833-850-BABY, or if you want to do the numbers, it's 833-850-2229. Your $28 donation right now will save one baby's life. Uh, $140 donation does five, 280 does 10. You can also give a recurring monthly gift like Lisa and I do, maybe $28 a month or $56 a month, $100 a month, whatever you and God decide. Make your best donation today and please know it's completely tax deductible and every dollar you donate to Preborn goes to the ultrasounds. 833-850-2229. 
833-850-BABY, 833-850-2229, or go online to kbrightradio.com and click the preborn banner today. Welcome back to this Good News Friday edition of the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh, taking a look at the story involving Coach Joe Kennedy, the guy who uh, is the assist- was an assistant football coach of the varsity team at Bremerton High School in Washington State. He was also the head junior varsity coach. At the end of each game during the 2015 season and even before that, he would run to midfield after the game was over, take a knee, you know the story. And uh, crabby atheists and angry humanists threatened the school. They said, we will sue you if you don't fire this guy. So first they suspended him and then they eventually fired him. His, he lost a couple of lower court decisions, eventually got to the Supreme Court. And in June of 2022, right around the time that Roe versus Wade was being overturned, the high court handed down a 6-3 decision in his favor that said he, his religious liberties had been violated by the school district and he needed to be reinstated. So this past spring, there was a press conference, you know, here's Joe signing his paperwork, blah, blah, blah. And start of September, start of Friday Night Lights, and Joe, Ken- uh, Joe Kennedy basically was back on the field. Uh, Bremerton had their game. After the game, he went out and took a knee and everybody was fine. And then the following Wednesday, he announced his resignation. And a lot of people were scratching their heads saying, wait, you just got back. Uh, he said he had, you know, part of the reason was he does have a sick family member in Florida. He had actually relocated there for a couple of years to care for that person. Um, another interesting aspect is that he has a book that he's written about his journey. It's called Average Joe, the Coach Kennedy story. That's due out next month. And, um, there is a film about his life, you know, that's happening too, but that doesn't necessarily mean that he couldn't be an effective coach. It's very interesting because there's a group um, that calls themselves Americans United for the Separation of Church and State. Uh, they were the ones who took on the case on behalf of the school district. They said that he should, the case should be dismissed because he had moved to Florida initially. Uh, his Kennedy's legal team came back and said, no, that was just a temporary relocation. And then, uh, according to Americans United for Life, uh, Americans United for Separation of Church and State, their president, Rachel Lasser, said, well, for years, they said all he wanted was his job back, and we were skeptical, and now we were right. We told you, we told the Supreme Court this is what would happen. He'll get his job back, and then he'll quit. Well, you see, here's the thing about having morals and about having standards. They're right regardless of what other people think about them. So whether Joe Kennedy comes back and coaches one game or coaches for 15 more years, he was right, and he was proven right in the court of law. But here's the thing that Coach Kennedy said, and I completely respect him because having met Jack Phillips and knowing what he's going through, I, I understand what he said. He said basically the reason that he is stepping away primarily is that he said... Um, I believe I can best continue to advocate for constitutional freedom and religious liberty by working from outside the school system. So that's what I will do, quoting him there. He said, I will continue to work to help people understand and embrace the historic ruling at the heart of our case. And as a result of our case, we all have more freedom, not less. This should be celebrated, not disrespected. And then he went on to imply that one of the reasons why he's getting out of this battle too it's because of the alleged retaliation against him that is still coming after him, even though he won at the Supreme Court. And as I shared earlier, Jack Phillips experienced that. When he won, literally the day he won his case in the Supreme Court in 2018, an attorney came into his 
cake shop, Masterpiece Cake Shop in Colorado and wanted him to do a celebrate my gender transition cake. And Jack explained he doesn't do that kind of thing. He doesn't do Halloween cakes, doesn't celebrate the demonic, doesn't celebrate divorces, does anything that would, you know, bring harm to somebody is not celebrated in the artwork. You want to buy a cake and do your own thing with it, he'll be happy to sell you a cake. But if you want him to do a decoration, like in this case, uh, it was a woman who became a man or tried to, you know, whatever. And so it was uh, blue icing on the outside and pink cake on the, whatever it was. And Jack said, I won't do it. He's still facing legal challenges for five years after a Supreme Court victory. It's taken a huge toll on his life and on his business. And Joe Kennedy looked at that same situation and said, look, my home is Washington State. I've got an ailing family member in Florida and I just don't have the bandwidth for it. Joe, I have the utmost respect for you for saying, I know my limits and with the book coming out and with the film coming out and I can still be an advocate for this, I'm, it, I'm, I'm choosing not to fight this. So Jack Phillips, as my utmost support and respect for staying in business, Masterpiece. If Jack wanted to sell that shop and retire, I would completely support that. I think any Christian would. But if Joe, Jack is going to be used his way and Joe is going to be used that way, I'm hoping, and a note to Tamara, that uh, we could get Joe Kennedy on next month when his book comes out and we can hear straight from the source. But the good news of the gospel is this. When you are hearing the voice of God, whether it's Tony Evans, what do I get married? It's Joe Kennedy, do I stay in the coaching world? Jack Phillips, do I stay in Masterpiece Bake Shop? You'll know. I mean, I don't want to sound trite and overly simplistic, but when you are walking in the spirit and your eyes are on the Lord and you are walking in his way, Jesus said, my yoke is easy, my burden is light, and I believe that my voice will be clearly heard by my people. Because the scripture reminds us, the sheep know the shepherd and they recognize his voice. That is good news. And that's the bottom line.